Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Saving starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. All right. In the first half, we get into uh, my show last night with Leno. We get a little Napa re uh, reboot from uh, Bald Brian, who just got back. And we'll take some calls first. I'll tell you about... Geico, do you own, do you rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet you work hard as well. Well, you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners, your renter's insurance, along with your automotive policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around the house. So go to geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save when you bundle. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. When Janair Gerardo suspected her husband was cheating, she secretly recorded him and heard the proof. He was having an affair. Why do they get to be happy? And why do I have to suffer? I just love him so much. I can't take it. And then Janair began recording herself, revealing how and why she was about to kill two people. Well, more breaking news now from Delaware. Radnor police say Janair Garrido ambushed the 33-year-old. One of the big questions any mental health professional struggles with is, isn't everybody who commits murder mentally ill? To which most of us would say no, not necessarily. From Podcast One, I'm Barbara Schroeder, writer-director of Netflix's Evil Genius, introducing Bad Bad Thing. The shocking story that made headlines around the world. Subscribe to Bad Bad Thing at Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you get your podcasts. He turned me into a monster because he doesn't know anything about honesty. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, from Dude Perfect, Kobe and Corey Cotton. With Gina Grad on news and Bald Brian on sound effects, and now, shitty to everyone, late to everything, Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. I chose me again. I meant to get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grad? That's right. And Bald Brian. Assholes live forever. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, got stuff to get into today. I uh, went to uh, the comedy club uh, after I finished the show. Went to Flappers. I uh, hustled it on uh, on over there. Have they been open or are they just reopened? I guess they're reopened. I don't know the status of, of everything and, and all these clubs anymore. But they're there. They're going. Uh, the, the deal was they're going to start right at 7 p.m. I was first up, so I needed to be there. By seven, because I was going first, and then Leno was going after me, and then whoever was after us was after us. So uh, I, of course, uh, started the show a little early, then we wrapped, uh, then I hustled it over there. And uh, then when I got there, I just walked in a green room with like seven comics, and uh, there was Jay, of course, sitting there. And... um, Sat next to Jay, and then they said, Double "All right." Double denim or single denim? 
Uh, he's wearing a suit. Oh, my. Denim suit? Where's a uh, suit? No, but as I... Texas tuxedo. As I uh, stumbled onto on uh, when I was doing CarCast earlier today, if somebody were smart, they would make him a racing suit, a fire suit with a denim a, a yeah. patina. Seems warm. Or, or, well, you couldn't make it out of denim, but you'd yeah. have to make it Some sort of, look yeah. denim, yeah. Yeah. denim-esque. Sim- simulated Visage. denim fire sure. suit. Yeah, sure. be a good... Be a good gag gift for Leno. And he does enough car testing and racing yeah. and stuff like that where he could use one. All right. So um, I rolled into the green room, like sort of out of breath because I parked in the uh, Ross Dress for Less That's only how parking. That's to do it. And uh, it said on the sign, you're going to be towed yep. or whatever. But it's like, I'm sorry. got to roll this the This place is crowded. Yep. And I'm up against it. And I'm up first. And we're starting at seven. And I rolled in. Nicest car that's ever been in that lot? At seven, <laughs> and n- nothing was going on. And then they said uh, no one was seated. Everyone was out in the lobby. They hadn't seated anybody. And then they said, uh, well, we're going to seat everyone. We're going to start about 740. The uh, host is going to go up and do 10 minutes. Oh. Then Leno's going to go up, oh, God. and he's going to do 15. And then Jay's like, can I do more? And like, yeah, hey, Jay Leno, do do more. Settle then, in. then, then Adam, then the host will come up again. Then Adam will come. So of course, so we're talking eight fifteen, eight twenty. Yeah, which is it? It just it can go no other way. Mm-hmm. And we had similar days. Yes, and I, I, I get it. But then why all the emphasis? And we're starting at seven. We need you there at seven. And then when I was walking out, nervous the whole time, I was going to get towed from my Ross Dress for Less parking lot. Uh, as I was walking out, the promoter was uh, Booker was walking with me, and he said, uh, "Did you park in the headliner parking?" Oh boy! And I said, How "No." How could I have known? And then he said, "Oh, well, you didn't park in the headliner parking." And I said, "No," because uh, Mike August said nothing, and he knew nothing. And he's like, "Yeah, I guess I should have told him." Oh boy! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess so, because otherwise. I could have parked next to Jay's Duesenberg, but instead I just parked at the Ross Dress for Less. But I want to know why so consistent with this kind of kind of Lock stuff. Of like, well, this is well, my I mean, it's like you have a headliner parking, of course, right. and you're talking to Mike, and Mike's going to tell me when to get there, and what, what time, to do. and where to park. Well, you want them there precisely at a certain time, so it would behoove you, the club owner, to let them know, hey, park right here, walk right in. It must come up frequently as well that Every we night. have headliner parking. Just Every park night at, of the week. Yeah, now... He may have assumed I knew where the headliner parking was, but I didn't. And that's just, it's just how it goes. And also, like, you're going up first, and then Jay's going up. Right. Uh, no, 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 never. never how old was way. this gentleman? Over, under 40? He was under 40. He was probably 35 or so something does it like that. fit into your category of, like, the cavalierness of, like, ha, guess I should have told you. Anyway, have a good one. I wouldn't know. I Uber everywhere. Right. Yeah, probably some of that. It's also in an, in an age of constant <laughs> communication. As I say all the time with texting and emails and phone calls and stuff like that, lots of like, well, I was in the aisle at Home Depot. I didn't know if you wanted the Zert fitting or the metric fitting, and they're both 99 cents, but I just got the Zert fitting. And it's like, why don't you just text yeah. me? Or, yeah. or get them both. Or get them both. Like, right. why, why, why no communicating now? <laughs> Home Depot's I, very liberal return policy can be enacted. That's right. So um, anyway, there was, there was that. So there how was, was the show? It was a great show. Jay was great. I had a great night. Um, I made the mistake 
of walking into the club from the green room, just sort of standing in the wings. Jade gone on for about 10 minutes, and I thought, well, I should go in there and catch 10 minutes of his act. And uh, I went uh, I went into the back of the club, just sort of walked in through the kitchen. I just sort of stood in the shadows mm-hmm. in the back there. But I happened to be standing right next to this, like, table of three. And there are three, uh, give him a kind of a hillbilly kind of look. The guy looked like he probably did some welding for a living okay. or something like that. And... The IE crowd. All of them had their phones out. Mm. This guy was like fielding calls. A little more Reseda than Jeff How dare yes. you? This guy was just I like sitting there more. and they were all kind of looking at shit on their phone. And Jay was doing his, you know, Jay was 11 minutes into a set. And I just thought, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a Sunday night. You're at a little club. You made what the you, effort to come here. What are you there for? Jay yeah. Leno is up on stage. Yeah. Uh, he's hosted the Tonight Show for 25 years. I don't know, but you put the phone on airplane and yeah. put it in your pocket for just now. 15 just, minutes. You don't have to watch me, but that is Jay Leno up right. there sawing away at the microphone. Yeah. Why not Why not give him your attention? Yeah. Why not enjoy or it? Or who would you expect to see at this little mm. club in Burbank on a, on a Sunday night yeah. at 730? You remember I bemoaned years ago being at a concert and everyone's up with their phones recording and it's like a number one, you're getting a shitty version of this. You'll this is never not going to sound that. good. Number two, you're never going to watch. Number three, you're at the event. Let it soak in. Let it wash over you. Create memories. Let it let it imprint. Yeah, and they weren't filming anything or doing anything that had to yes, do with the show. They we were set up a satellite at office. At least these people are engaged. This guy got two calls from unknown callers oh, or unknown numbers. You were really standing numbers. there. Yeah, I was standing right over him, like just staring down at him while he was doing it. And he was just like, yeah. and at some point he. T- took one and he sure. was talking to him and like his niece like shoved him in the shoulder and he's like oh, you're not supposed to have conversations oh, okay and he's like texting the guy and stuff like just Oof. buried in the phone the other it's it's so again forget about me you have jay leno up on stage for 15 minutes just listen to the man the other thing i always marvel at with clubs although maybe i shouldn't with uh, mike august they had one guy sitting all the way in the front. The front doesn't have a table. Just has a sort of a yeah. flat top uh, mm, kind of an banquette. apron. Like a reverse mm-hmm. banquette? Yeah, it's kind like of a it's, there's there's a, like a, a table, it's like it's a, a one foot wide flat apron yeah. that goes all the way around the front of the stage, which is this guy got himself a big steak. And he was just <laughs> sitting there sawing away at that steak. Which is fine. He was a good audience member. He was laughing and stuff. But it's so weird yeah. to go to a comedy club and or, you know sit in the front row, put your steak dinner on the stage, on the stage essentially, <laughs> and just get out that knife and you're going at it. And Jay Leno oh. spitting particles all over it. Wow, yes. <laughs> that's and that's not his fault, like you said. No, I mean God bless the guy, but it's I, I you know just get the chicken fingers. It's a curious yeah. decision. Yes, got the got the steak was sawing away at the steak. In a way, we could be jealous of that guy. Also, it was funny in the green room because it was like me and Jay, just like the two old farts in the room, and then all the other comedians. I realize everyone has an identity now who's under 40. It's right. like gay comedian, black comedian, oh, okay. tattooed chick, doesn't yeah. like her dad What's comedian. Like everyone has something. I, I don't know that it's their, I don't know how much of their act it involves, but it's like you cannot just show up as generic human right. being and do any mm-hmm. form of art anymore. You must say, 
here's who I represent or here's my crew. And it was like everyone was nice and, and friendly and everything. But it just struck me that. Jay's identity is comedian, mm. just dude. He just just big chin, the comedian, just casual sit, observer, just sitting there. Everyone else sort of picked a lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the androgynous lane. There was the uh, trans lane. Oh. There's the gay lane. Yeah. There was the sort of young hipster with the tattoos lane. It's like, interesting. It's everyone obvious- has a lane now. It's weird. I'm of two minds because on the one hand, it's obviously working for them. They got up at Flappers and you know did a show with Jay Leno and Adam Carolla. But on the other hand, it feels on an antithetical to comedy, right? Sorry to interrupt. To make my point, Gina and I record, pre-recorded the show we hosted for a couple of days from now, mm-hmm. and we had our uh, stand-up comedy teacher on, a guy named Jerry, who teaches stand-up comedy, and his like his teachings come from such a authentic place you know what i mean like talk about who you are and what you know what bothers you and what made you right. you what's then, the truth about yeah, this yeah. joke not just the insights you know. as right. opposed to you know here here's who you are well when i was younger well, doing doing comedy they had a version of this there was the fat version mm. of this so the big fat guy sure. was up doing buffet jokes <laughs> there was a black version there was a hispanic version um, and there was a female version, like, can we talk, ladies? Mm. You know, dating. Am I right, ladies? Am I right? Yeah, there's that. It, it kind of existed. Um, it didn't exist probably in the beginning, like in the 60s and the 70s, but it started to morph into that. And basically, it seemed like if you... Uh, all right, so here's a here's a thought. Wait, are you saying Jackie Mason didn't do any Jewish jokes in the Porsche felt in the 60s? whatsoever. Oh, my God. Um, the... If you go Who screens these calls? to a generic... Was that from Loveline? No, no. That was from The Simpsons. Oh, that was uh, from The Jackie Simpsons. Jackie Mason <laughs> played Krusty's dad, and he got uh, uh, ambushed on air. That's funny. I remember when he came in to do Loveline a million years ago. We're talking about On Point. You know, it shows a 10 at night. He came in, and he's like, where's the bagels? Oh. And, and we're like, there's no bagels. And he's like, no bagels. Did you and get my writer? Like, yeah, and it was like, because it's 10, 15 at night, you know? And he's like, I, why no bagels? Like, he was confused. Like, maybe with a morning show. Maybe, but Who's not, crazy not uh, a late night show. Do you show. remember his sitcom? It was called Chicken Soup. Yes, I and I saw remember. his uh, one-man play. Really? Uh, the, the World According to Me? Or The World he According to Jackie? He wow. did it. He had a one-man that play. A famous fan of, of <laughs> legitimate theater. In the it. 80s. Well, remember, my grandfather was very Jewish and uh-huh. loved comedy. Right. So that was our big outing. He right. got Jackie Mason. Wow. His one-man play, probably had a few of them, but he had one in the mid-80s that must have been called The World According to Me or My World. It was a pretty... Pretty famous. Maybe it was up on Broadway. Yeah, the world according to me. Wow. Right. 86. Speaking of the bagels, how far back do Jackie and Gilbert Gottfried go? Mm. They have to have some sort of a friendship, yes? Is Jackie Mason alive? Jackie Mason must. Oh, Gilbert's big in the 80s. Must be. Must be alive. Yeah, he's 90. Um, He's 90 now? Holy shit. Oh my God, do you think he and Dr. Ruth know each other? (laughs) Man. 93? So, but here's a concept. So, when you do stand up and you do stand up to your crowd, like you sell tickets mm-hmm. in Golden, Colorado, then everyone is there to see you. Mm-hmm. And that's a much easier outing sure. versus going to the improv or the comedy store on any given night, just having sort of generic comedy crowd. 
Probably the same holds true with bands, yeah. you know, and things like that. That, is, that you. is your crowd. Sure. The so it's easier, obviously, to play to your crowd than right. it is to play to sort of generic crowd. In a way, if you pick a lane, like I am gay or I am trans or I am something – then in a way, you've brought your crowd everywhere you go oh. in the sense that you go, here's who I am, here's yeah. who I'm playing to, here's... Like a beacon. Yeah, if you yeah. want to see, yeah. And it just probably makes the comedy a little easier because you get to start... You you, you have a theme. Mm. You have like a point of view. You know, it, it's it's one thing just to sort of write generic jokes, and it's another thing to go, here's my launching point here's here's where i'm coming from i am a gay man or i'm a hispanic man or Mm. i'm a trans woman or something and you go now i can write to a theme Mm -hmm. like almost you know writing a generic writing a generic sitcom script is hard but but writing a spec script for a show you know well, exists, yeah. you right. still have to write good mm-hmm. jokes, but you there's you a, a format. A there's template. a lane. There's yeah. a lane. Right. You know who is probably an incredible example of that, of some of a crowd that I would say the majority is like, we identify with you, we get exactly what you're saying, we are behind you 100% is Joe Coy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not only he can't hack it in a normal. No, crowd? I'm saying not only is he funny and does it, but his following is like you know if he's doing you know talking about his mother or Filipino whatever, and people just they get it instantly because they have somebody they can relate to. I was finally able to use my Jay Leno joke, um, and it went over huge. Oh. But I'm not not deluding myself. It was only because Jay was on you're stage just in right there directly before me for for 20 minutes but i was finally able to use i've never done it on stage before but the joke about when some kid a hundred years from now writes a book report on jay leno's life is uh inevitably someone is going to have to do that in the in the future like i wrote one on i don't know hank aaron or Mm. something like that when i was a kid you have to pick out that notable person sometimes they're gone sometimes it's been 50 years but when that kid writes that book report and ends it with uh he died in 2039 in a steam car accident then the teacher's gonna go this is insane everyone had a hovercraft or tesla in 2039 you do not you did not do your research and uh, it went over huge, but uh, again, only because Jay was on stage uh, just before me. All right, so uh, that was uh, my night. We have uh, I got a fine young cannibals update, Max Apata. Oh, my. oh yeah, I got um, an update is that we had just been talking about them. I got well, Were you? It, no, <laughs> it, 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 it'll it, it'll be fresh. Uh, also, uh, the creator Mike sent me mm. our friend uh, John Langley. Died. Uh, yeah. You have the story in uh, doing the what's he doing the Baja One Thousand or the Baja Five Hundred or what well, was in Mexico and it was an off road race. So uh, anything possible. The cops creator died over there. Now the good news kind of is is he hey, I think he had a heart attack versus you know wrapped it around a donkey. Right. But uh, do you have that story? Yeah, it was coast to coast Ensenada to San Felipe. John Langley, who is the creator of the long-running TV series Cops, has died during a road race in Mexico, a family spokesperson said. Langley died in Baja, Mexico, of an apparent heart attack Saturday during the coast-to-coast Ensenadas to San Felipe 250 
off 250 off-road race. Cops was among the first reality series on air when it, on the air when it debuted in 1989 and would become an institution through 32 seasons. Langley and producing partner Malcolm Barber had shot the idea for years and found a home for it on the fledgling Fox network. The show was famous for following police from deputies in the deep south. All right, we got we got that part. I just thought philosophically Talk about doing what you love. Do what you love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, don't die rotting away in a nursing mm-hmm. home or, you know, die in an off-road buggy having a heart attack or on top of your uh, guma who's 28 years younger mm-hmm. than you or do do, do All the go, above. Go out. Yes. Go out that way. Right. And like you're saying, like I think what you're saying is you can't plan it. You can't say I'm going to, you know, film and Louise myself off this cliff. But if you do what you love enough, chances are... There's a good chance you'll get heart attack while you're doing it. There's only one line in this article about him doing what he loved. It says, he was an off-road racing enthusiast and frequently drove in events like the one he took part in Saturday. Well, there you go. One sentence. Well, bye-bye John Langley. He was a fun dude. He was a cool dude. And uh, he died doing what he was doing. Well, he died when he was doing what he was doing. He didn't die because like a skydiving accident, but he was going about his life. So uh, good for him. Also, uh, we got uh, Brian's uh, trip recap or flight recap as well. To a tale of two cities. Mm. No, the, the trip was great. The flight, not so much. Mm-hmm. So uh, Christy and I went to uh, Napa for our uh, anniversary, the Napa Valley. Um, it was awesome. It was between 87 and 97 every day, just nice and warm and perfect weather. Uh, we uh, tasted at four wineries, two on uh, Friday, two on <laughs> Saturday. Why are you laughing at that? I just love your life. It was great. It was yes. awesome. I, I planned Christie's 40th birthday two years ago up there. She took the reins and planned this trip for the most part. Uh, the, the, the winery tasting ranged from the literal top of the valley, like in Calistoga, northernmost mm, point of the valley, at the top of the mount, uh, top of Diamond Mountain, I think it was, just looking over everything. Majestic, beautiful. And then our next one was at a cave. So it was like mm. the, entire, the entire range. We met a master cooper. Mm. Do you know what that is? No. He makes barrels. He's he's one of like 55 in the world. Mm -hmm. He makes wine barrels and like he's a mat. He went to France and studied for four years. Is he older? Uh, Middle aged. He has Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, uh, kids between 16 and 24. Mm. So he's probably in his 50s. Mm -hmm. He was cool. He explained how to like do the barrel. You start a fire at the bottom to like toast the barrel and some Mm -hmm. water outside and you bend. It's crazy. Just, you know, I love that. Just the craftsmanship that goes into this shit. Are they all oak? Uh, in France, they were all oak, French oak. Mm-hmm. Um, out here, maybe there's some other ones, but typically oak is probably 95% of the barrels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we walked to dinner each night. We stayed in Gownfield where mm-hmm. we got married. We were lucky enough to go to where we got uh, engaged, uh, where we got uh, married, and uh, where the reception was. And Adorable. we saw the place where we saw the first uh, couple that we encountered as a married couple was uh, Adam Carolla that's right. and Lynette Carolla. Late. That's right. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the first to greet us as a married mm-hmm. couple. So that's, ah, uh, that's special. That's how we that's planned it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also went to where our Herschel dinner was. Let me Duck say Horn. something that's not fair. <laughs> Women take an hour to get ready to go to a wedding or a big event or at red least. carpet or whatever, at least. <laughs> Hour, please. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm giving you guys the okay. benefit of the doubt. Okay. <laughs> Men take 10 minutes mm-hmm. because all we have to do is pull our suit 
slacks up, tuck our shirt in, put our jacket on, and we're, we're out the yeah, door. Yeah, four minutes of that is just doing the buttons. And right, trying to trying to figure out the buttons, and and God forbid you have cufflinks. Mm. That's that that that's the lion's share of the time is negotiating with the cufflinks, which can be done on the move. Mm-hmm. I would argue. Sure. So women and men, women, ninety minutes of dress time, men, fourteen minutes of dress time. Now, when you're both as unequally dressed, the women look at the guy and go, well, you're not ready either. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is you're starting later. I'll shut yeah. off Sports right. Center and be ready in 10 minutes. You, my dear, are 70 minutes right. away. Mm-hmm. You got to back it out. So it's like it's like you're saying uh, we're both an hour from uh, driving to Malibu. That is correct. You, my dear, are on a donkey. <laughs> I have a Tesla. And that, thus, it shall take you much longer to get that. Yeah, who's debating this? Well, I always say, like, I have to be home at 3 because I have a show at 5.30. Like, the next day. Because yeah, the right. guy, because I... I agree with you. I, when we're getting ready to go to your wedding, I was just sitting around in my towel oh. watching Sports Center because I During know the, the time to get dressed right. is the time when they say, you know, could you zip this up? Right. Now yes. it's time just to pull on the pants and get out there. But I think... I think it lulls the ladies into a mm. false sense of security that they go, well, he's not ready right. either. Mm. Yeah. Either day was a sacred day in our lives. Sacred day. Yeah, <laughs> That's why we wanted people. to Did you miss you. the ceremony? <laughs> well, I mean... He... Who starts those things on time? <laughs> Do you include... <laughs> The ceremony is being part of us walking away from the ceremony and back to the. Uh, I do not. Most important okay, well, part. I did, do not. You did. You make it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we got stuck in traffic. <laughs> Everything is on property. Shit. Should I just tell you the wedding's at two? It's at four. Yeah, you just got to start lying. That's okay. A good idea. So we did that. That was awesome. And then it was time to travel home. Mm-hmm. And I was I was foolishly. Thinking like very optimistically because I have rarely been on a flight out of SFO that leaves on time because the fog and everything, there's always a delay. But this flight goes for 2.10 p.m. I'm like, it's not changing. It says 2.10 on time. This is fantastic. Kept being the same all day. Got to the airport, 1 o'clock, still says 2.10. Got to the gate, still says 2.10. Bad sign number one. Said boarding is at 1.40. It's 1.45 mm. and the door is still closed. Mm-mm. Plane is there. Door still closed. They come on, they come on the, the speaker at some point and say, um, there's a, a mechanical issue with the plane, so uh, we're going to be on a 20-minute delay. Adam, you have said many times they will parse out the delays you know, in 20-minute yeah. increments. It's like the how hostess. a wife poisons her husband. Right. <laughs> little, little time. You how you eat a Buick. all the fucking rat poison <laughs> on top of the granola. You just do it incrementally. You sprinkle it into the panko. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever flown on a flight where they said, there's going to be a 20 minute delay, and then 18 minutes later, they went, All right, here we go. Oh, have no. you ever, has any mechanical issue? Weather's one thing, mechanical ever resolved itself in 20 minutes. If it could be resolved in 20 minutes, you wouldn't say anything. No. It always works perfectly because they go, If they said it's going to be three hours, the entire place would just go, Oh, come on, what's going on? But they just go 20 minutes, and everyone goes, nah, ah, it's still right, doable. Let's get a coffee. Yeah. So, bad sign number two, they announced the mechanical issue, 20 minutes elapsed. And then the guys with blazers and walkie-talkies come out. Mm-mm. And that's a bad sign. Normally, it's just gate agents, you know, dressed mm-hmm. in their right. blouses or their shirts or polos or whatever. These this guys is SWAT. Had, these guys had, were, had like Alaska Airlines blazers right. and walkie-talkies. We're not going anywhere. So then it was 210. Then it was two. And the, 
2.30, The most insulting part is they would update it after the time, like at 2.47. Mm-hmm. It said 2.45. Mm-hmm. Very insulting. Uh, we had got onto the plane at 5 o'clock and in the air at 5.20, 5.25. So mm-hmm. you're, this is only half the problem as I see it, but you're not the kind of guy that would worry about the other half because I think a lot of those people, <coughs> me, would be thinking – well, if this is a technical problem that can't be resolved in three hours, there is no way I'm getting on that plane. This is a small plane. It's called the Embraer, 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 That's not the plane I want if it can't be resolved that quickly. Yeah, I thought about that, but then I was like, this airline has a lot to lose if yeah. this plane crashes. So. Precious cargo. <laughs> they wouldn't send it up. <laughs> As opposed to United. <laughs> Just hammer that insurance check and go out for drinks. Wipe your hands all over the air. So we got home at 645 or something. You were missed, but I have to say I had a a victorious win in a game that absolutely counts in Rotten Tomatoes. Unregulated. In the 30s. Exhibition. How dare you? Um, She, yeah, in the 30s. Give Give me the movies right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be great. Thirty-eight. Well, we should uh, we should quietly do that, and we should see we should see how <laughs> don't how it turns this out. Time. All right. Uh, the other other thing is, I was talking to Leno in the green room, and I said, uh, and it, it uh, fell under the heading of sort of uh, be careful what you ask for. I I was talking to Leno, and I said, um, Are you going up to Pebble Beach this year? Because that is the biggest event of the year for car guys. And it's back on. And it's back on course outdoors at the track like they canceled it last year but anyway everything is outdoors the right. quails outdoors the pebble beach uh, concourse is outdoors the italiano festival uh, everything's outdoors but anyway they never should have canceled it but fine so i said are you going jay and he's like nah too big nah it's too big a hassle oh. and i was like why what's up and he's like eh, everywhere i go everyone wants a tour of the garage everyone shows up with their veteran son and their other you know nephew with down syndrome and they're like could we get a tour and jay's like fuck those people of the garage and jay's like i got 150 of those things backlogged yeah. already because every charity yeah. auctions off a tour of his garage every human being he runs into and Jay's super nice, and he likes to be accommodating, mm-hmm. so he doesn't want to tell people no when they come up to him and ask him. They, it's a lot of, we're going to be in L.A., my, oh. my, my, my grandfather's a huge fan, yeah. he's always been a huge fan, he's getting up in years, his dream is to, so Jay can't look him in the eye and say no, so now Jay just doesn't even want to go to the place where he's going to be asked, wow. which... Uh, Again, so you go, oh, this is racing in the world. You have all these crazy cars, but there's a, What's a price? downside, oh, which yeah. is you don't want to go to the biggest car event in the world because every every place that Jay Leno goes, someone is going to tap him on the shoulder and want to, A, take a picture, but B, they're going to want a tour of his garage. Mm. That's I often think about that with, like, I don't know, Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or whoever's a huge star. Like, yes, you've achieved your dreams. You're a huge star. You're very, very wealthy. But, like, can you just go out and, like, go to the store or, like, just go to your – go see a movie? Granted, you probably move the movie theater in your house. But you know what I mean? Like, just the mundane can every I, day. Like, oh, God, go to the You want to get right to my level of, f- of fame <laughs> and then stop. Stay there. Just stop right there. I walk all over that place. Yeah. I get an occasional, hey, man show. Here's, okay. a, here's a beer. Mm. Yep. 
That's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah. And then never really gets uh, past that. Some big fan says he's going to set up a barbecue <laughs> for us down there. Or we can, we can cool off in his motor home or something. And a little... Little perks, yeah. but not uh, Donny Osmond running down the street and school age <laughs> girls chasing him, screaming. Well, Thank Leno you. should uh, more. I can't believe you missed find this on the beginning. TMZ. BTS exists. Find the beginning of the animated show, The Osmonds. The Osmonds and the Jacksons, by the way. Yeah, had I, remember, a, I remember the Jacksons. The Osmonds had a Saturday morning show. Weren't the Jacksons kind of? Kind of outer spacey, or there was something eventually no fantastical. Even about that. even Fast Nine ends up in outer space <laughs> at a certain point. James we Bond all, went there. We all end up yeah. in outer space, but it was one of those. I think Donny Osmond was like running down the street while young girls were were chasing him. They never really did the math on that thing. Like the girls that were chasing him were twelve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what trying are they to do, trying to rip him. his clothes off. Right? There's a lot of that. Well, Anyways. maybe I know they're looking for that right now, but they need to pull up. Uh, Kaylin, if you find it, the uh, Justin Bieber on TMZ. I can't believe you missed it. It was today um, of him having to confront fans at his house and, mm. and being real like he has turned a leaf. I don't know who this kid is, but he's really like disarming them. Like, I hear you. I hear you. But this is my home. Like, he has like found his Christianity yeah. and his spirituality a little too young in life. Mm. All right, we'll look for that. We'll take a uh, quick break. I have a lot more to talk about right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about you bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. It's time for Nicaraguan Name That Movie. With Adam's buddy, Oswaldo. See if you can guess which movie this famous line is from. motherfucker. If you said, die hard. motherfucker. You're correct. Now, back to the show. Eventually, we're going to run out of those, right? Yeah, there's there's not an infinite amount of them, but they <laughs> okay. do exist. I'm just saying. It's got me thinking. Uh, all right. Uh, we have, uh, I got my... Uh, Should have been like Tupac and laid down like, you know, hours mm-hmm. and hours worth of material. Hologram. It, he did. Yeah. He did. Oh, yeah. so now we're talking. I got, uh, I got my fine young cannibals hot talk to get into. Very curious got, what the hot we, talk is. Is, the, there, is hmm. there more range between she drives me crazy and good thing? Good like thing. the two biggest hits? Yeah, I, I guess are, not. One's a good song and one's not. She followed... Uh, it did the uh, Caught in a Trap, the Elvis song. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is Suspicious Minds. Suspicious Minds, right? It's a great Elvis song, but also it's such a good song that the fine young cannibals could put their stink on it and still <laughs> still do it. Remember this one? I didn't know they did no. this. Oh, you don't remember they covered this one? Wasn't a big hit where I was It was up. in their... We're caught in a trap. It was a follow-up-y kind of thing. This didn't need to be made. Yeah. No, it's you. You realize 
Oh, boy. oh, the original song is so good that you just find yourself like a bad karaoke, like a bad yeah. band on a cruise ship. You're just like, I, I don't like what they're doing to this song, but I like the song yeah. so much. I also at least appreciate that they did something different with like the arrangement, and the yeah. tempo. The only cover of this song that I think is worthy of the song is Dwight Yoko's. Oh, yes. Oh, I yeah, totally yeah. agree. That's a great version. Is that from Under the Covers? Because he had an, an album, which is great, yeah, which all covers called Under oh, the Covers. Nice. Smart, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this is a really nice guy. This is hurting. Way. Yeah, he used to come on the morning show a lot. Guitars and Cadillacs, one of my favorite songs. They never played this one where you guys were, huh? <laughs> Oh, this is horrible. It was a K. It was a K Rock thing. Fine young Campbells were like hot, and they would just play. Well, it's got horns and stuff. It's just but it they already don't had horns and stuff. I I agree. I I don't like remakes in in general. Hell yeah! <laughs> what? It's almost hard to find the beat the way he's singing it. It just sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to defend it. I'm just saying. It was a thing. It was a thing, and it was maybe their third hit. I don't know. Anyway, the reason I bring up uh, Roland Lee Gift from Fine Young Cannibals is I was uh, watching Fast 9 over the weekend. Um, They had to do the young Vin Diesel. They Mm. did the actor played the young... As a kid or a younger man or whatever. Well, it's the kid. Kids work. Kids work fine for me because, like, one of my favorite movies, Defending Your Life, had young Albert Brooks as a kid. No problem. Seth Green played young Woody Allen. No problem. The problem is, is when the actor's 28, who's playing the 17-year-old Vin Diesel, he was, the actor is 28 now. His name is um, Vinny Bennett. Um He's 28. Probably shot it when he was 25, 26. 26. Uh, the man parts have grown in. You're, you're, you, you're, you're who you are. It, it's hard to then Vin Diesel, who doesn't look that old. Yeah. It's Chris, hard to make them look the same. Find so. a picture of me at 26. Screen calls it love. See if we're exactly the same person. Uh, um, all right. I have questions. Sorry. <laughs> do we do we have do we have Vin and them and them? We have young young Vin. Young him and then uh, young young Roland Lee, which I I thought. Uh, <laughs> oh my, yeah, <laughs> I, threat. So now I'm watching the movie, going, he should be playing in the fine young cannibal story. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the guy. That's who, right. he, who he looks like. The song cooks. Yeah, you're right about that. Are, is no one going to ask the question? Hmm. Do I have to ask it hmm. about the young man playing Vin Diesel? Is he gay? And um, racially, are we simpatico? I, I oh, have yes. no, I have no idea. But I'm confused. Anyway, I okay. just, I just decided he looked exactly like the, the lead singer from the Fine Young Cannibals, and a little less like like Vin. But that's what I do, and that's why all movie going experiences are ruined uh. for me because I'm the only person in Locking Yacht in the movie theater going, that guy's the Fine Young Cannibals guy. I've seen it today at 445. I'm psyched. What'd you think? Oh, they've they've made better okay. the fast nines, oh, wow. but I'll I'll be curious to I'll I'll break down the game film with you at some point when the Fiero goes to space. Okay. Uh, it's uh, for real though. A little little shark jumping it's going a moon on. Rakery. Yeah, but uh, we have the uh, beginning. Do we have my uh, Osmonds uh, opening? This is um, 
from 1972, the Osmonds had a morning. Everybody got a morning. So here's how celebrity worked back then. If you were an actor, you got to cut an album. If you were known for music, you got a morning show and a nighttime variety show show as, as well. All right, sorry. Meryl. And Jimmy. Where's Marie? Just the boys? Too young. Yeah, Marie is not in the series. Of course it's Rankin Bass. They're getting their special Osmonds jet and they get off to play a gig and this is the opening so they're taking a jet all around the world people in their cultural costume and mm-hmm. begging for a kiss it's all inappropriate now okay show is 11 minutes long yeah so each episode features a family in a different location around the world with young Jimmy's antics usually driving the plot mm-hmm. the girls uh now they're going in Spain. Anyway. Did you see that? It's not Donny Osmond. It's Donny Don Osmondo in Spain. That's what it said. Put yeah. That back up there. Although I saw that, like but Trader I'm wondering Giuseppe's. if that's some weird. This is the Spain version. The Spain oh, version. Do we have the American? Or is it the same opening? I thought it's he was. probably the same. I thought role. there's one where he's being chased by a whole bunch of chicks. But, but wait a second. Mm. If his name is Osmond in Spanish, yeah. in Spain, it's still Osmond. It his name is not Osmondo now. Yeah, I know. I know. That's uh, always always my funny part. Funny when you meet someone who's like Russian and you go, how would you say Mike and Steve went to Disneyland? <laughs> you go, Mike, Steve, Gathota, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Mishka, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we found the, the American one. It's the same thing. Oh, it's the same one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. So. Got some uh, updates. I don't know if we have any calls up there. there at Max I'm, I'm waiting on the, them to get screened. Or not. Um, I Mike August uh, sent me a couple things. Um, so I'm getting ready to go on the road with uh, Mike. I mean, he's going to Alaska. Jen's going. Max Pat is going. He's got his backup box cutter. Dawson's going. going. Mm-hmm. Dawson's Dawson going. might not come back. Oh, man. We're going to have some good cabin talk mm. over some cocktails, me and you, Dawson. It's going to be a good time <laughs> up ready. there. Um, Get angry and throw your cocktail in the fire. Yes, uh, to make a point. A whoosh. My, uh, so we all know the flight got canceled completely, mm-hmm. and then they re-whatevered it, and now we're trying to figure it out. I'm now retroactively angry again at the clear guy from the Denver airport because now I'm trying to reload this thing, which is I'm traveling with Sonny. I'm going to go through clear. LAX is going to be a zoo. Can I get him through? And sure. once again, it's like, well, if he's under 18, he travels with you. That guy just went rogue. The guy just did his own thing. This might be passive aggressive, but you should print that out from the site. Oh, we did. Oh, you did. Oh, we're traveling okay, with papers uh, this time. That should please them. Yeah, it, it should, although I'm, I bet it's not going to come up, which uh, the same thing that bothered me about clear is the same thing that bothered me about the 50-50 shawarma plate. You shouldn't be able to just go to the other clear across yeah, the airport. It's all and good. Walk right through that one because the TSA guy in that clear is not a dick. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Let's see. We've got a question from uh, Bud up here. Can I just say that I've had three flights canceled uh, like in the last three months? Like canceled or like, oh, your 7 a.m. flight's now 5 p.m. flight, that kind of thing. Mm. Like I suspect that not as many people are traveling as we think. I mean, Mike I has a theory. LAX was packed, SFO empty. Mm. No rhyme or reason. Mike has a theory, which is they I just sort of went along with it, but doesn't make sense to me. He says they booked all these flights when they were giving away flights. And now that people are traveling, they want to free up the airplanes for people that are paying. And I was like, mm-hmm. how that does doesn't, it the, seems the problem with that if you got caught is, doing that, that yeah, would be you trouble. Book a ticket, whether it's a cash or a voucher or whatever, you still have to, that seat has to be honored on another flight or whatever. So you're not. You're not gaining anything. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's I'll something going on. I mean, the, the last airport. the last two flights I've had have been canceled, and then Bri- what happened to Brian? It's just like, and that's your, all the yeah, week. your last two, one of my three, yeah, the last three have gotten canceled. There is definitely something going on. Bud, forty eight, Charlotte. Hi, guy. Hi, guy. Ace man, I can't wait to see you. I'm driving up with one of my buddies up to see you in Raleigh, and I can't wait for it. Oh, uh, it's actually my birthday today. Mm. I have a home inspection company, and I opted to work this morning. Mm. And Good. on my way back, uh, I'm driving through a major interstate that runs through the uh, center of Charlotte, which is I-77, which I'll be taking to see you in Raleigh. And uh, I had a little snafu. Uh, a big ladder dropped in front of me, oh. and I kind of tried to whip around it, and I sideswiped the guy next to me. And initially, I thought I just ran over the ladder, and then I glanced over and saw somebody peeling off. So unfortunately, I'd hit him. And I got to say, it was oddly a great experience because I'm so uh, used to a negative reaction from somebody, I guess. Uh, when the guy pulled over, I came over. He was completely uh, calm and reasonable, and we exchanged information. And uh, he, couldn't have been, he couldn't have been a better guy. And yeah. ultimately, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ace Man. I was going to say the, the range of people on the freeway is either irate and incensed and insane yes. and confused. You know, you rear end them and they run out. What's going on? You know, they're like, don't know. There's yeah. no context. Or there's the super cool people that are very calm and just you know, just left a yoga class. I, Dude, we encountered this very thing yesterday driving back on the Bay Bridge, bumper to traffic going four miles an hour. And there must have been a little, like, you know, uh, contact because wa- you're describing what I'm doing. At one point... Uh, the driver of the car in front, big guy, angry guy, gets out like this. He gets out of his car, walks around, like walks to the guy behind him, and gives him like one of these. A so whack, wag finger wag, talking fingers. to. Yeah. Like he was like he was physically like uh, approaching this guy. Yeah, I don't. In a in a world where everyone has a camera on their phone and stuff, and yes, people are willing to get out of their car in the middle of everything. Oh, I, I many years ago when I first moved here, I had to go to Ski Dazzle. Remember the the mm-hmm. ski, oh, ski Dazzle, yeah, for a, for a radio thing. And I, you know, and it was like bumper to bumper, and um, into the garage, I I accidentally ta- literally tapped the guy in front of me, and I was like, oh, sorry. His family was in the car. He gets out of the car and starts screaming at me and yanking, trying to open my door while his wife pulled him back. 
Like somebody with like a serious anger. I was freaked out all night that he was going to come try and kill me in Ski Dazzle. It's all context. Well, what I do what you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I was literally driving behind someone with a ladder yesterday that was propped up on the cab of their truck because there wasn't mm-hmm. enough room and the whole to get it in the bed of the mm-hmm. truck and you stick the bottom of it where the tailgate meets the bed and then you cantilever the top over the cab and they tie it down and i was just looking at it and i'd done that my whole career anyone who does construction you got to carry like a 16 foot extension ladder your bed of your truck is six feet you know you got to cantilever right. it somewhere We'd always just put it on the top of the cab or put a towel down or something yeah. and you know, hang it over the cab. Uh, I saw a weird cab ladder insert uh, doily, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term. They probably don't call it that. A there buffer. Was thing, it's like a buffer with two upright things on oh. it, and the ladder drops in, and you put your tie down over that. And I went, smart. oh, somebody, somebody invented that thing. But this guy evidently didn't have that thing, bud. He he most definitely did not have that thing, and uh, this is going to sound like a campaign to uh, get you looking at real estate in the Carolinas, which ultimately I would love. Uh, at the end of all this, what transpired is I talked to the guy. He was an HVAC commercial contractor that was going back and forth from Alfreda, Georgia, and we had a nice conversation about things. The police officer showed up. Uh, he was completely pleasant. He was a young guy, looked like he was probably 24, 25 years old. Uh, he, he wrote me, he apologetically wrote me a citation in which he told me that he would absolutely make sure that got dropped to the point that he, you know, highlighted his number and told me if there was any problems whatsoever to contact him. And he promised he'd take care of me. Well, I rarely, I rarely, and then we all shook hands and went our own way. I rarely take the side of the white privilege argument, but some of that (laughs) may have been in play here. Mm. Just the dusting of it. Uh, Hey, when when you, you I can't say I couldn't taste a little of it in the air. When you uh, (laughs) inspect people, people's houses, which you do, like before they sell the house or purchase the home, that kind of thing, home inspector? Correct. Within your due diligence period from the time mm-hmm. you go under contract, normally it's 15 days. If, if I ever ran into the uh, new owner, I would just start every sentence with, oh boy. Uh, just just because. Now? Yeah. Keep on the toes. What? If, I, if I can tell you my little joke that I've been using for years, and I use it with the actual homeowners, is I always kind of slip in the little line of, don't worry, anything I've taken, you won't notice for six months. <laughs> How about you leave the joke Thanks, with Adam? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I'm sorry. Is My the, fault. What is the number one thing? Cracks in the chimney. The chimney never works. They always say they, they drop the camera down the chimney. Uh, the masonry always needs to be uh, fixed. Cracks in foundation. Termites. I always hear like roof stuff. HVAC stuff, right? Uh, These filters are filled with cat uh, hair and mm, dander. Yeah, the, the number one thing is probably exterior deterioration on steel doors because, you know, the wind-driven rain always mm-hmm. hits the door and then drops into the threshold that eventually rots that intersection of the threshold and then the, and then the door, trans, the brick molding. It's always an interesting dance because the dance is the chimney has some major cracks in it mm-hmm. and it's going to cost $11,000 to repair. Okay. But the homeowner, the new buyer, 
is never going to do those repairs. Okay. But they do want the eleven grand discount. Sure. Mm. So that's <laughs> where the da- that's I where the see. dance that can. that's oh. where the dance right. begins. Uh, thanks, Bud. It's, it's a market derivative. Right now, it's a super uh, seller's market, so they don't want to do anything. But I can remember after the bubble when anybody would do anything not to break the contract. Thanks, Ace Man. Oh, thanks, you, guys. Wanna, you made you wanna, my day. Hey. If I knew I was going to get an accident on my birthday, I would have done it all over again. If I knew I was going <laughs> to get on the phone with you guys, I, I like your blind it. optimism. Yeah. Hey, you're going to pull balls for us in Raleigh. I. It would. Be, it would. It. I, it would make this a plus plus if I could pull balls for you in Raleigh. All right, I won't make any jokes on stage. I'll we'll, keep my mouth shut. Let's oh, do that. He's all coached up. All right, we'll put you on hold and we'll we'll figure that one out. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Bud. I like guys named Bud. Yeah, he sounds oh, like a Bud. Uh, let's see. Denny has a question, and I don't know. I guess the we have answer the spot. to this. You're wondering about uh, a Mastercard True Name commercial, Denny. Uh, Hold on, is Denny up? Let's see. Denny? New credit card. Denny? Hey, get it on. Get it on, man. What happened? Oh, I was wondering if you've seen this uh, new MasterCard City True Name commercial. It's like another sign that we're out of problems. I guess it's for transgender people. They can have a credit card which has... You know, they're the name that they chose after they transitioned. Oh, really? I don't know if they pulled up the, the yeah, video. We have yeah, it. we'll look at it. We'll take a look. I'll put you on hold. Let's see if we can figure this out. Guys at a supermarket. Uh-oh. The music already is bad. The guys buying shave cream? For mm-hmm. transgender people. Oh, a secure payment this music doesn't behind mean everything. protecting yourself from someone buying sneakers with your card. No. If you're transgender, a secure payment means paying for something without being judged. What? <laughs> Questioned. Disrespected. Humiliated. Everyone's being humiliated harassed, and disrespected. And it's transgender? <laughs> simply because the name on your card doesn't match how you identify. This is about more than just keeping a card safe. It's about keeping us safe. True Name by MasterCard. The first card that allows you to display your chosen name. G-O-A Mendoza? R. No, I have not seen that. Is that real? Christy has to have thoughts about that because I have to I have to say, how many people does this affect? Probably not very many. How many people would ever question somebody who gave them a card? Probably not very many. Is this an effective commercial? Fuck yeah. Well, I got a little. I got a little uh, lump in my throat when little Benny Mendoza, or the that's the end of the night guy. Gio, yeah. Gio Mendoza was buying his shave cream. Gio has a lump in his throat. Yeah. Oh, how dare you? Um. Ugh. Here we are. Effective. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if it wasn't just pure pandering. Everyone just has to pander now. Well, my question is: Are all these uh, advertisements going to magically disappear after Pride Week? Because talk about pandering. That's why you're seeing all this stuff right now. Oh, is it Pride? In most of, in New York and in a lot of cities, this is Pride Week. That's why you're seeing it suddenly and then it's going to completely disappear. So everyone has to have a Pride angle. Yes. Now. Yeah, yeah everyone companies. changed their, their logos to have oh, yeah. rainbow patterns mm-hmm. on social and everything. Let's not do that. Denny? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would. I well, there's I would. two things. I would be behind it. There's a couple things. 
First off, we act like we've declared war on gay citizens or trans citizens. Completely untrue, number one. And number two, we act like the trans community represents 46% of Americans or something when it's, you know, way less than one-tenth of one percent. It has to be, or at least one percent. Denny? Yeah. But we're out of problems, so that's good. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. When was the last time that you actually handed your card to someone and they looked at the name or, or paid attention to what it said? Um, never. Yeah, well, well, you don't hand your one, card to anyone yeah, anymore. You just slide. Yep. slide. I don't want to offend our trans community, but into the vagina-shaped slot. Well, is that a vagina-shaped? It's you the just female. slide it in. It's I the female side. <laughs> Yeah, you just swipe it or you slide it. You don't hand but, it to the judgmental tall white guy. You're right, though. There's, Gina, you're right. There's no worse time for this angle because when's the last time you handed your card to someone? You're either tapping it yep. or using your Apple Pay or, you know what I mean, or that guy's at the slot. Yeah. Right. Or online, which is right. probably 60% of your transactions. But like I said, this commercial is going to go away next week right. anyway. Also, if you watch a commercial again, some of the trans both directions are getting so good now that oh. I'm not sure if this is an actual trans person. Like it, at some point, there was a medium heavy set black man, Emma Smith, and is that is it that like him? is that us just discriminating against black people, or is he a trans person? Well, if you have to ask, I guess they did their job. Yeah, I wonder if that's part of the commercial. Like, oh, we're going to sprinkle in a few. I think um, that's Valentina from cisgender. Right. No, I think that's. I think that's what we're doing. I think that this is supposed that to represent the trans community. The the, the the sort of bald guy with the beard was a chick. I think that's the point. I think that's the point. That but is then, the who was the, the skinny guy with the white guy with the glasses? The Seth Meyers looking guy. Yeah. yeah, these were all chicks. These are all trans people. I think that's. That I can see. That All of sense. these people are trans people. That is oh, the point man. of this ad. I'm going to get fooled. You should be very impressed. Well, we never really talk about the other side of trans, okay. which is we're always focusing. Oh, here's a thought. Hey, Denny. Yeah. Thanks for being named Denny. I love that name. Denny and Bud. Bud and Denny. Yeah. yeah, we got Bud and we got a Denny. Ooh, real got a Frank on hold. There's a lot of uh, salt of the earth. Those are my listeners. A lot of discussion. We, what we were talking about before. So there's the trans Australian or New Zealand weightlifter mm-hmm. who's going to the Olympics. And everyone talks about transphobia. But then what about the other direction? So no one says anything about a, a female who transitioned to male who wants to do the male right. weightlifting. Limits. No one has a problem with that because right. She, he would not be be destroyed. But how about this? So there was always that thing as uh, chronicled in uh, Pet Detective, I think. Ace Ventura? Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. Those scenes don't hold up. Problematic scene. But there was always the talk (laughs) about the straight guy Mm -hmm. who got with what he thought was a woman, but it turns out not a woman. Mm -hmm. Right. What about all of the women mm-hmm. that are transitioning to dudes mm-hmm. who are going to get with a gay guy, oh. and then the gay guy is going to go through the same thing that Jim Carrey went through? Burning <laughs> his clothes, taking a plunger it's a to his way, it's, a, it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to think about it. If, if the hetero dude didn't want to be with the male oh. or the former male, then the gay dude 
would not have wanted to be with the former female. And it's got to be. Is the math? Is this math working out? Maybe a, a Gina might have a yeah, more insight into the I'm gay psyche. I'm taking it in. I, I think I, I just appreciate that you're standing up for the minority within yes. the minority of the yeah. community. Well, the assumption is the straight guy wanted to be with the female, right. but he's repulsed because he found out that the female was sure. a male. Yeah. All right, we got that direction. There's got to be a gay direction. So, and I think you might have. So, what you're saying is if. A gay couple, a gay male couple, one of them transitions into a woman. Is that gay man now repulsed? No, I'm saying what if he gets crying gamed the other direction? Oh, okay. He hooks up one night at a nightclub, takes that dude back. Yeah. And then finds out that that dude wasn't a dude uh, two years ago. I get it. Anecdotally, I can tell you one time I took my top off at my gay friend's apartment and he closed his eyes and screamed and walked into a wall and got and got a bloody nose. That's he a good was way to test if a guy's gay. Yeah, he was horrified. Why did you take your top off? Because I was changing and I didn't know I had to like go into a different room because I was going to offend his sensitive virgin eyes. See, I, I would argue you know? if you want to be with a dude... You know, if you're gay, you probably probably have as many thoughts about it as the straight dude does with wanting to be the female. No one, no one flips the script on the gays. You're an interesting spokesperson. I'll give you. Thank that. you. It's it's important that somebody <laughs> trusts this. All right, do we have the Ace Ventura scene? By the way, the scene, but not hold up today. This is 1994. It's a, it's a, is a man. Oh my God. Einhorn is a man! Wretching. Heaving. Heaving into the toilet. An absurd amount of toothpaste to brush his teeth. Plunging his face with a toilet plunger. This actually works. Immolating his clothes. Burning all his clothes in the trash can. Ritualistically. Crying in the shower. Taking a silkwood shower. Because he touched a man. Yeah. A former man or Because the man kissed him. Oh, just kissed. Yeah. <laughs> just kissed. And the man kissed him. It wasn't as though he even had a say in it. Right. Stuffing 50 pieces of gum in his mouth. Sean Young. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Let me hit the solo stove here. That's right. Oh, man. It's getting warm out there. People are going outside. There's where solo stove comes in day or night. Smokeless fire pit from solo stove turns summer moments into unforgettable memories. This stuff is stainless steel. It's bulletproof. It's well-designed. I have one. I use it in Malibu. Solo stove creates story-worthy moments without the fumes. Stainless steel construction designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. So you get a little smoke, but a lot of fire. Easy to light with just a few bits of starter. Lifetime warranty. That's right, because it's stainless steel. Lifetime warranty, 30-day free return policy. It's Solo Stove, right, Dawson? No one needs a reason to gather around the fire. Solo Stove just took away any reason not to. And now you can get $10 off when you use promo code Adam at checkout. Just go to solostove.com. And remember, you get $10 off when you use promo code Adam. All right, quick break. We'll come back with the news right after this. 
saving starts with internet and wireless from Xfinity. Because when you get Xfinity Internet and add mobile, you can save up to $400 a year on wireless. Enjoy fast, reliable internet at home and nationwide 5G on the go, included at no extra cost. Get Xfinity Internet and mobile together and ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back. Don't miss out. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Savings based on optimized pricing. Actual savings may vary.